Hey everyone, this is Pete Perusik, and I want to welcome you to this edition of the Weathered Athlete Podcast, a place for us to honor those athletes that refuse to go quietly into the night. As a weathering triathlete and a physical therapist, I will spend my time talking with those athletes that continue to make the necessary repairs and continue to move forward. They may have a few cracks in their foundation or a squeaky step, and their patinas may continue to fade, but they are no less glorious than years prior. In fact, I feel they have more heart and resolve as they have weathered and can provide the pathway to set the standard that we should all live by. My goal is to determine what sets these individuals apart from the rest of society. After the discussion is over, I encourage you to stick around and hear a breakdown from a physical therapist's perspective of how this weathering athlete is able to keep moving forward. Don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a comment, and share with your friends. I'm honored to be joined by 73-year-old pickleball player Andy Layton for mile number 15. For those unfamiliar with Andy, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's 10 years ago and is the leader of Andy's Army, which continues to grow and provide support for his mission of pickleball over Parkinson's. We discuss how his transition from tennis was an easy choice and how he continues to choose movement and playing pickleball to positively impact his life and disease process. He provides great insight into how pickleball challenges everything that Parkinson's is trying to take away from him. He describes the role that music plays in his life, including his time playing French horn for honor guard flights at National Airport in D.C. and what it still means to him today. I guarantee his choice of exercise music will be a hit depending on your college preference. His attitude towards life and competition is inspiring and can be a lesson for anyone going through any challenges. I hope you enjoy. Hey Andy, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your uh, day to join me. You know, as a physical therapist, I'm intrigued by uh, your journey over this uh, these past ten years. So, if you don't mind, would you be willing to let our listeners know a little bit about that story? Sure, Pete, be happy to. Well, let's see. I'm 73 years old. I'm from Syracuse, New York. Uh, my wife and I just had our 40th anniversary. We got two wonderful sons. And exercise has played a, a fairly important role in my life. Um, about 10 years ago, I got diagnosed with Parkinson's. That's changed things a bit, but it hasn't changed my interest um, in exercise. So all in all, played sports uh, since I was young. Wasn't very good at them, <laughs> though, um, until I found tennis and that um, I was fairly good at tennis, but everything else I, I was horrible at. Okay. Last one chosen on the teams and everything. So I had to hang in there for a while. Okay. So were you playing, you've been pretty much playing tennis the whole time? Uh, yeah, I played uh, played tennis for, um, oh, since about 10th uh, tenth, tenth year, sophomore year in high school, okay. all the way through. Okay. And then a couple of years ago. Okay. And then, um, so when you first were diagnosed, did you, what did you notice? Uh, what did I notice when I was diagnosed? Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, what took me to the neurologist was a little pulsing in my hand between my, um, the palm of my hand and one of the knuckles in one of my fingers, sort of on the side of my hand. And you know what? I had a feeling right away. I just looked at it and said, you know, I bet that's Parkinson's. Okay. And sure enough, I went to three different neurologists and they all basically said the same thing that uh, you've got Parkinson's and it's a progressively degenerative neurologic disease. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, did you know much about it? 
Not at all. Not not really a thing. I've I'd heard about it a little bit. And I know about Michael J. Fox. Yeah. As having it, but uh, I've learned a lot since then. Okay. Now, when you that happened, how active were you? I was pretty active when it happened. Okay. But getting that diagnosis really makes you want to be active because, uh, as my neurologist tells me, exercise is not like medicine. It is medicine. Yeah. So if you hadn't got religion before, yeah. <laughs> you surely would get it afterwards, believe me. Yeah. So did you have any misconceptions when you started, you know, when you first got diagnosed about your ability to actually be active? Uh, I had a couple of misconceptions. Like I thought, I thought that I could sort of overcome it with willpower. You know, like one of the, um, one of the markers of Parkinson's is tremor. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, I'll just grit my teeth, hold the pen a little tighter and it'll all work out. And that, that didn't happen. Yeah. This is a, this is a tough thing to beat. Yeah. So as you started um, with exercise, what was it in the beginning that you did? Because I know you just you weren't doing pickleball the whole time, correct? No, I wasn't. Um, in fact, I was playing tennis. I was play already playing tennis and running. So I really, and I was doing resistance training. Okay. I really didn't change too much because I had a fairly good regimen going. But what happened is I switched from tennis to pickleball. And pickleball is a little more challenging than tennis. Okay. Do you know about pickleball? I do, but not a lot. Well, in a nutshell, it's a downsized uh, tennis game. It's crossed between tennis and ping pong. It's sort of like jumping up on top of a ping pong table in, <laughs> in real life. Uh, it's a crazy game. And what makes it different from tennis is that you're hitting a lot more shots a lot quicker. Okay. You got to think faster. And um, it's just, it's a crazy game. It's wonderful. It's very easy to, to learn. Yeah. It's very difficult to master. Okay. And, and so you're really not covering as much of the court, correct? Correct. You have, yeah. a, you have a little bit easier court coverage, although most tennis shots are still in play. Mm -hmm. Like when you're at the net in pickleball, somebody can lob over your head and you got to go tearing back and get it. Okay. So you're doing these... You can do some coast-to-coast -coast movements from the end line back up to the to the non-volley zone line. Okay. So what challenge has that played for you so far? <laughs> pickleball requires <laughs> pickleball requires everything that that Parkinson's is trying to do to you. I mean, they're almost opposite. Yeah. For example, the four markers of Parkinson's are tremor stiffness of joints, slowness of movement, and postural instability or falling. Yeah. So as you look at each one of those, tremor, well, on pickleball, you got to keep your paddle still to make good contact with the ball. Uh, stiffness of joints. In pickleball, you've got to be hitting smooth shots. You know, you can't be herky-jerky. A slowness of movement. you got to be lightning quick in pickleball. It's a game of reaction time. Yeah. And postural instability or falling, what can I say? You got to keep your feet and you got to do a lot more than keeping your feet. You know, you got to be there ahead of the ball. Yeah. So you're somewhat anticipating, you know, where you think that they're going to hit the ball, but again, you just don't know where it's going to go. You just got to react. Yeah. You got to react. And 
and you're very close to each other. Each pickleball game boils down to all four players. It's usually doubles. All right, the non-volley line, which is seven feet away from the net. So you're 14 feet away from your opponent. And you're dinking the ball, hitting the ball as softly as you can, waiting for someone to elevate the ball so you can smash it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> is that in a nutshell? That's basically what pickleball is about. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's great fun. The ball is a pickleball. It weighs just less than an ounce. Yeah. So you can get hit by it. And it's not like getting hit by a tennis ball. Okay. Now, have you had any falls while playing? Zero. Good. Okay. So um, over the time, what are you doing outside of playing pickleball just to make sure that 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 doesn't happen? Well, I'm doing most of the things I was doing. I'm doing running a couple times a week. Okay. I'm doing resistance training. My wife even got me a trainer to help with my timing. Okay. So I'm working on timing, strength. I do that a couple times a week. Um, And actually, we go for walks. My wife and I, you know, people are wondering about physical activity. There's nothing wrong with a good old fashioned walk. Yeah. Although I got to admit my running time is, is pretty much shot. <laughs> I mean, I, I can remember doing a marathon. My first mile was 540. <laughs> you know, that was in the dark ages. Yeah. I can't remember back that far. Now I'm, I feel like I'm crawling on my hands and knees. Yeah. But you're moving forward. That's the important part. You're doing it. <laughs> I am moving forward. Yeah, that's great. So do you build in a lot of agility stuff too? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm doing agility. You know, I've got the, the ladder, the little string ladder in the driveway. Okay. Doing the hops on that and some other things. Uh, we're, we're doing some other agility things with my trainer. Okay. Now, how often a week are you doing that? That's um, right now it's two times a week for an hour. Okay. Yeah, how has um, COVID obviously affected, it's affected all of us, but how has it affected you and your ability to train? It's had a pretty big effect on pickleball because unlike tennis, pickleball is a drop-in sport where people just go to a center and and meet people there. You know, as opposed to tennis, you got to book a court for an hour and a half or two hours. You and your three friends go if you're playing doubles. But with pickleball, it's social. You go over there, you play for 20 minutes, or you can play for three hours. Okay. And the, the virus has cut all that out, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. People are starting to uh, come back and do that, but I think they're premature. I, don't, I disagree with them doing that. So my wife and I only play with one other couple and at a court where there's no other people. Okay. Yeah. Now, are you playing indoor or outdoor? Uh, actually... We play mostly outdoors, and now the weather is changing. My wife has a teaching affiliation with a tennis club, and we've been playing over there a bit because we go during the day. We're both retired, and we can go when there aren't too many people around. Okay, that's good. So as far as the pickleball court, um, are there more and more of them popping up? Because I don't know of many. There are more and more of them popping up, and you can find one in your neighborhood just by going online to USAPA, that's the Pickleball Association, Okay. USAPA, and on there, there's places to play. You just put your state in, and it'll list all the places in your state to play. Yeah, from what I've watched, it looks like such a great sport. It is a hoot. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've competed nationwide, 
we've everything from our local neighborhood tournament less than a mile away to the national tournament in Indian Wells, California. And, um, you know, they're both a lot of fun. You meet a lot of great people. Uh, it's just terrific. That's awesome. Tell me about Andy's army. Ha! Andy's <laughs> army. Well, I got a group of followers that are following my career and, um, I named them Andy's Army. You, you might not be old enough to remember Arnold Palmer. Yep. But he had Ar- Arnie's Army. Yep. You know, if Arnie can have his army, Andy can have his. <laughs> so these are people who, who sort of follow my career, send me encouraging notes. And even people I've never met before, Pete, it's amazing. We were at the National Senior Games in uh, Albuquerque. My wife was playing women's doubles. Her match ended. Her opponent shook my wife's hand, walked off the court through the crowd came right up to me and said, Andy, I've heard all about you. You know, I want to wish you the best. Can I offer you a prayer? Yeah. And I said, absolutely you can. And right there in that moment, she sort of grabbed a hold of me and offered me this wonderful prayer in the midst of all these folks at the national senior games. It was terrific. That is awesome. So I have a website called um, pickleball over Parkinson's, which I put uh, a little note in from time to time to let people know how I'm doing. I love it. I, yeah, I've been to that, and I think it's a great, great site. Um, so how how many times have you competed at the National Games? Twice Okay. at the National Senior Games, and we we usually do about eight or ten tournaments a year, but all the tournaments have pretty much been canceled. They're yeah. starting to pop up. As far as, my, as far as I'm concerned, they're, they are premature. Yeah. They, you know, they're rushing it a bit. There's no way that I'd go to a tournament right now under the under these conditions. Yeah. But as soon as uh, there's a vaccine out, you know, we'll get our vaccine and away we'll go. Yeah, you have to be cautious right now. That's the last thing you do is you want to be around all those people. So I like the fact that you said you've kind of minimized what you're doing, but you're still doing it because you have to stay active. You don't want to really stop. You can't stop that. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, there. I, I mean, there's always a way to stay active. I have a, oh, I didn't say I've, I do rowing too. I have an okay. erg, a rowing machine in the basement. I do 5,000 meters uh, three times a week. It's about 30 minutes and change. Okay. So what effect, since you've been doing all that, how has your Parkinson's been? Um, has it been under control? What's been going on with it? Well, what's going on is um, playing pickleball quiets my symptom a bit, my tremor, mm-hmm. uh, both during the match and after the match. And I like to think that it slows the progression of the disease. Yeah. You know, I can't prove anything because I don't have a twin <laughs> right next to me who's not playing pickleball. Yeah. So this is not scientific, but it's what my neurologist tells me and what we hear at conferences that exercise, it doesn't have to be pickleball. Yeah. Anything you have to elevate your heart rate, you know, just get significant exercise for about between 30 and 90 minutes somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, I know. I think exercise is, is huge. And then as far as when you do these tournaments, so how many games are you typically playing or how long does a game typically last when you play? Well, the games, the pickleball tournaments are uh, two out of three games to 11 win by two. Okay. And that to me, it sounds kind of short, but they can be incredibly long because you only score points when you're serving. Okay. And when you get matched against a, an even team that's an even skill level with you, you're really going to scratch and claw all the way along. Okay. 
So an average game, maybe 20 minutes. And then what happens if you lose that game? Most uh, tournaments are double elimination. You go into a consolation round where you play one game to 15. Okay. And you can, if you keep winning your uh, consolation round matches, you can get back and win the whole tournament. If you win the consolation round, you get another crack at the number one team. Okay. That happened to us in a regional tournament last year in South Carolina. We couldn't quite pull it off. We made it all the way back. <laughs> But we, we couldn't get the number one team, but we got a silver medal. So, oh, that's great. That was fabulous. Yeah, I, it was fabulous because uh, we played a bunch of really hard hitters. <laughs> They're called bangers. <laughs> and I'm a finesse player. So I try to let the, let the air out of the ball, yeah. so to speak. So I'm dribbling balls at people's feet <laughs> and they're trying to smash them. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so how does it, and so I'm sure this is all in one day, right? You're doing this kind of back to back. I'm sure there's some break in between there, correct? There can be. Okay. There doesn't have to be. You got to be on the alert. When you walk in in the morning, you've got your lunch with you, your dinner with you. You got a couple changes of clothes. When they start calling your name, you got to present yourself, you know, on the court within about five minutes or you forfeit. Okay. I mean, and you can watch, they have a, a televised sort of a scoreboard where you can tell roughly when you're going to play. Okay. But you go all day and then you're done. So how many games would you say is the most you've played in a day? Well, we probably played about seven, seven or eight matches. So that's, okay. you know, that's minimum of, 14 or 15 games. Yeah. Plus more games if you split sets. Or you can you can play three game a three game match. So you just you just have to uh, be in condition enough and have the right nutrients with you. Yeah. To make it through. Yeah, that cuz that can be a long day especially when you're going in between and you're just kind of going nonstop pretty much all day long. So how does that affect you as the day goes on? Are you, you pretty good do you notice a difference as the day progresses i think i think everybody's played degrades a bit yeah as the day progresses you can't help but get a little tired yeah but i'm i feel like i'm in pretty good shape i mean i've run a few marathons and so on but like i say that was in the dark ages but i'm i'm decent near the end of the day yeah that that's great um so then as far as like pickleball and and exercise what role does that play in your outlook day-to-day -day life oh it's, it's terrific i mean you you meet a lot of nice folks so we've made some new friends in fact a lot of new friends yeah that we do other things with you know we go out or we uh go over to somebody's house for dinner so on and so forth so um it's sort of an added dimension it's not just on the court stuff yeah and pickleball for some reason is a very social sport there's a lot of net cords the ball hitting the net and falling over or back yeah. and it's it just ends up being funny yeah and there's a lot of a lot of laughing going on a lot of a lot of crosstalk <laughs> that's great um how about as far as music i know you play music do you still do it no you know i don't i used to be the musician at large over at national airport yeah i worked at national airport on the staff there in human resources for almost 25 years okay but i also um started playing over at holiday time uh, for our customers. That was back in uh, 1999. I, so we started then 
and uh, we played for the arrival of honor flights. Okay. And then my partner moved away after a year or two and I had to go solo, which I'd never <laughs> done before. But that worked out. Met a lot of honor flights, um, a couple hundred honor flights, in fact. And then when they weren't coming in, I just started playing for the general public. Yeah. And I uh, had a great time doing it. I'd still be doing it, but um, uh, Parkinson's was moving the horn. I play French horn. Okay. And the French horn is hard enough to play when it's not moving in your hands. <laughs> yeah. but, but it was it was jiggling a little bit. Yeah. And also um, my armature, the muscles around my mouth and lips were starting to fail me a little bit in that I was losing collagen. Okay. And, and uh, you know, your skin tends to droop a little bit and I lost the seal on my mouthpiece. Okay. So it was better that I stopped when I was doing really well. Uh, rather than, uh, you know, have somebody listen to me and say, well, at least he's trying. Yeah. Nobody said that. Yeah. The last time I played, people were were delighted. So, but I did have to stop. And I've got like 19 years of tremendous memories. A lot of uh, armed forces medallions that uh, people gave me. And just a lot of wonderful stories from members of the public. Some famous people came by. Billie Jean King yeah. was chatting me up. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and some other folks came by. But the people I liked most were the sort of run-of-the-mill yeah. average uh, customers just coming through. Yeah, that was great. That was I thank you for sending me that article um, to read. That was that was fantastic. Um, <laughs> so as far as like music, you know, there's always been a lot of there's been great research as far as dance um, or just listening to music. How has music played an effect on you right now? Well, you know. There are uh, music classes for Parkinson's patients. I, I haven't taken advantage of those, but they're out there just as there are a number of other exercise opportunities for Parkinson's patients. But I, I just love music. And so I use it when I'm training, when I'm running, when I'm on the rowing machine. On the rowing machine, I have uh, music playing. I play the music that was the, fa the favorite genre of all my customers at the airport, and that is the college fight song <laughs> oh these are so cool because you know when i was at the airport i had the best time because i could read people's sweatshirts yeah or baseball hats and i could play the right song or the wrong song <laughs> i could pull people's chains something terrible we had the best time with that but but anyway yeah uh, so when i'm rowing i i have that on uh, spotify okay but when i'm running I just sort of play them in my mind. I, I have like marches are good and there's some Beatles songs that are good. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. That, that's great. Cause I think that cadence too also probably helps you when you are running. Yeah. Because um, I'm struggling a bit with my cadence, especially yeah. on the rowing machine, the rowing machine. I don't know too much about it. I'm sort of seat of the pants learning this, but there's a special movement that you do that that I'm struggling a bit with now that I have to get some more practice on and some advice on. And I'm sure Parkinson's is a part of it. Yeah. When you're, um, when you're running, how far are you running typically? I'm not, I'm only running, um, a couple miles. Okay. Like not, it's basically a warm up run yeah. to what I used to do. Okay. And but like I said, I feel like I'm crawling on my hands and knees when I'm doing this. <laughs> and how how uh, many days a week are you doing that when you do run? 
I do that. Uh, let's see. I usually do that three days a week. Okay. Doing rowing, running, resistance training, pickleball. And I don't know if there's anything else. Okay. And then um, as far as like the running outdoors, how hilly is it where you are? Is it fairly flat? It's fairly flat. Okay. I like flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at flat. <laughs> then you stick with it. That's good. <laughs> um, have you, other than Parkinson's, any other health issues that you've had to overcome? You know, I've been pretty fortunate. Um, I just had a minor, uh, I broke my thumb a couple of Christmases ago when we were setting up for a, a, a pickleball demonstration up in Syracuse with my wife's family. There were like 30 people there. I was in the next room and I, I jumped over a bag and didn't, didn't see one of the loops was up in the air and I caught my foot on it. It was right at the beginning of the, of the show we were doing. And I, I couldn't bear to tell my wife. So we, we just did the whole show. And I, later I said, Helen, we got to go to urgent care. Yeah. You know, the people were going to lunch and I said, look, it's my time now. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad you haven't. Um, now, as far as like goal setting, do you, do you use goal setting? Yeah, pretty much every, everything I do when I'm running, I'm clocking all that. When I'm rowing, I'm, I'm measuring that. I've, you know, I've got a rowing machine and uh, I told my wife a few years ago, I wanted to try rowing. Let's get a machine. Mm-hmm. We found out they were $900. And uh, she said, I don't want to buy that because it's going to turn into a piece of junk <laughs> in the basement. And I was scared of that happening too. Yeah. So I found a machine, an ancient clunker <laughs> that somebody gave me. I put it down in the basement and I haven't missed a beat in about five years. Great. So I'm three times a week for five years. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what other modifications have you made? Have you made any other lifestyle modifications? Uh, let's see. What else? You know, in a sense, I'm trying to ignore Parkinson's. Yeah. I mean, I'm paying attention to what the neurologist tells me and so on. But other than that, I don't want to make a modification if I can help it. And I don't care if our opponents in pickleball know that I have Parkinson's or not. You know, I, I have T-shirts and stuff that, that we made up for Andy's Army. Nice. that say pickleball over Parkinson's. But the bottom line, I'm not looking for any favors. Good. In fact, I'm going, to take the, I'm going to take the metal right off your neck if you're not careful. <laughs> it's not mine. So, you know, what can I say? I am, the one thing I'm sure of about the future is I'm not going to go quietly into the night. I love it. Yes, that's it. That's why I love I love that. And, you know, the thing is, I'm sure they come in there um, and I'm sure people think, okay, we're going to win this. And I'm sure you show them that they're not going to win. They're going to have to work for it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny. The other, the other funny thing that happens is that whenever we play mixed doubles, you know, 99% of mixed doubles is try to you try to avoid hitting the ball to the man yeah. because the man is the stronger player. And actually, in this case, my wife is the stronger player. She's played longer than I have. Yeah. But they don't know that. And, you know, I look I look like a strong player. Yeah. And I'm pretty strong. <laughs> but she's she's stronger. And it's, it's crazy what happens. In tennis, it was the other way around. Yeah. I, I met my wife when she was the first girl to play on a boys' high school tennis team. Okay. And I was coaching one of the other teams. And that's how we met. Okay. Eventually, we got married, played a lot of mixed doubles and so on. 
and I was always sort of the leader coaching her along. And now our roles have reversed. Yeah. It's pretty annoying sometimes. <laughs> but, but I'm trying to be a good student and say, honey, yeah. you're the coach. Yeah. Well, what do you say? So, you know, you're asking about measurements. Yeah. And in pickleball, pretty much every shot that I hit is going to get evaluated later. Okay. We don't, we haven't done any recording yet, but we might as well have because my wife's got a pretty good memory. Really? Yeah. You know, if I, there are certain shots you want to hit and others you don't want to hit. And if I make a mistake, I'm going to hear about it. You know, that was a poor shot selection. Yeah. It's, it's amazing with how quickly that is happening because um, it I'm sure you can think about it, but it's it's so reflexive. Uh, I'm sure that you don't have a whole lot of time to anticipate. It doesn't matter how much <laughs> or how little time you got to choose the right shot. And that's what's so challenging about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I have to play it. I have not played it yet. Yeah, it's a it's a blast. And you'll you'll learn it immediately. Yeah. Even if. um even if you're a person unlike yourself who's not an athlete, yeah. somebody who says, oh, I can't hardly hit a ball, yeah. they can be coached. I've seen Helen, my wife, coach people, and within like 10 minutes, they're playing a game. Yeah. And then if you, if you are an athlete, especially if you have any experience with tennis, ping pong, squash, or any of those sports, you're going to pick this up super fast, and you're going to have a great time with it. Yeah. I love the hand-eye coordination aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, and I think there's such value, um, for people, especially as they age, it's that, that's usually what we see a decline in is that reaction time. So I think pickleball, when you have to step, you have to move, you have to react to where the ball's coming and, and hand-eye coordination. It's just, there's so many, so many great things about it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on that you got to, you got to account for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are, do you see as a couple things of your kind of secret to your success? Do you think? Secret, secret to my success. Well, um, I guess my, my secret is that I stay at it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm resolute. Um, when I was in college, I tried out for the tennis team and got cut immediately <laughs> as a freshman <laughs> And uh, two years later, that same coach gave me the MVP award. And I was the worst player on the team. I was the number six singles guy. You know, and the, the number one through five guys could and did beat the crap out of me usually. But I won most of my points at number six. Yeah. And hey, my points count just as much as the number one guys. Yeah. And he didn't win quite that many. Yeah. So... You know, that worked out quite well. So I was resolute. I stayed with it. Um, that's, I guess, my secret is just to hang in there. Yeah, that's great. Do, now, do you nutrition make a difference for you? Have you changed your diet? Uh, not too much. I, Because we've always had a pretty good diet. Okay. I can remember uh, a long time ago, like 40 years ago, one of our cousins from Syracuse was coming to visit. And the other cousin who had just been for a visit said, you can kiss that white bread goodbye. <laughs> you know, in other words, they're, they're healthy eaters, you yeah. know. <laughs> so we've always, been, we've always been pretty healthy. And when you go to tournaments, though, you take along different things, you know, to help you through the day. Like I take along Insure. Yeah. You know, that, 
a belt of that. It's like it's like drinking a liquid bowling ball. Yeah. It's um, and you take along other snacks that you've learned will help you through the day. Other we have a pancake recipe. We take along uh, pancakes with us that are quite good. Okay. So if you're uh, like for outdoor tournaments, um, how's weather affect you? Uh, good question. Yeah. That's why I don't play a lot of outdoor tournaments. Okay. You know, you're, you're subject to the whims of the weather, but the indoor tournaments are, are just terrific. We run our own tournament here in Arlington, Virginia every fall. And we got uh, 315 players on 20 courts Okay. Th- throughout two full days. It's, it's just fabulous. Okay. But as far as outdoor, we actually don't enter too many outdoor tournaments for that reason. Yeah, because you can have to deal with the heat or, you know, depending on cold, and I'm sure that affects you differently. Um, and then uh, do they play in the rain? Not really. Okay. I mean, it's Once the courts become unplayable, the, yeah. the matches are over. Okay. But the heat, it was hot in uh, the National Senior Games in Albuquerque were really, really hot. And uh, I I got knocked out pretty early, but my wife did a great job in singles, and she was – she was staggering around, but did a fabulous job in the heat. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, how about sleep? Um, does sleep or lack of sleep make a big difference for you? Yeah, it does. In fact, that's one of the symptoms of uh, Parkinson's. It interrupts your sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. And what it did to me was it, I get early waking syndrome, where I wake up at basically 3 o'clock in the morning. And I've learned... I've learned to manage that so I can, I've learned to get myself back to sleep. As long as I get about six and a half or seven hours, I'm good. Okay. That's good. And do you notice a difference like before tournaments? Do you get nervous about these tournaments or does it phase you anymore? Not really. Okay. I mean, um, some of the players we know, some of the players we don't know, but I mean, not really. Okay. That's good. And then do you have any uh, special mantras that you tell yourself? <laughs> I keep telling myself to hit the right shot so I won't hurt <laughs> my wife. But the uh, let me think about that. Um, special mantras. Um, I guess um, in general, the way I look at things is that uh, life consists more uh, of, uh, well, less of getting dealt the perfect hand and more of playing those cards you were dealt well. Mm-hmm. I mean, so everybody's got something they're dealing with. I'm dealing with Parkinson's. You're dealing with something else. Yeah. But you are dealing with something. Yeah. And so wh- the deal is, what can you do to manage that condition? There are some things I have no control over, like getting Parkinson's. I wish I did. Yeah. But I don't. But I do have control over the speed with which the disease progresses. So I'm not just going to sit on a couch all day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get as much exercise as I can because I'm trying to outrun this thing, outlive this. And I'm doing pretty good. I've, I've had Parkinson's 10 years, yeah. and I'm still competing on a national basis. And I'm 73. Yeah. That's awesome. So what did, um, what advice do you have then for someone who has Parkinson's? What would you tell them? Yeah, what I tell them is, um, we're all in this together. Take a deep breath. 
You don't have to play pickleball in nationwide tournaments. You can walk around the block. You can do rock climbing, square dancing. You can do any number of things and contact your local uh, Parkinson's affiliate and they will have programs for you in uh, exercise and, and other uh, interesting topics that will make your life a lot easier. So I know you did the the one podcast with the APTA. What other things are you doing? Uh, and you have Andy's Army, but what other things are you doing um, with Parkinson's Association or locally? Well, we do some fundraising uh, for for our local association, and then I keep in touch with folks to know what classes are being offered because I've taken physical uh, therapy classes. You know, there's a there's a physical therapy program designed especially for Parkinson's mm-hmm. patients you probably know about yep. called Big. Yeah. I've taken that. And there's the other one called Loud. Yeah. Or keeping your voice up to 70 decibels. Yeah. And there's also um, uh, a program that will help your handwriting. Yeah. So there's lots of different programs available through your local Parkinson's affiliate. Yeah. I know there's even some boxing classes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they're very popular. Yeah. I haven't I haven't done those yet, but I went to a demonstration and did a short version of it. And it's pretty good. It's it's almost like dancing. Yeah. You know, because it's it's fairly intricate footwork. Yeah, that's why I think again, I think they you can see with the pattern, it's movement. That's the biggest thing of all is is getting movement in multi-direction um and it, it's such a benefit. Yeah, it's moving moving across the center line of your body. Yeah. Which is what uh pickleball does when you're swinging. Yeah. You know there's a lot of balance involved, coordination, reaction time. So, you know, it's um I'm just sold on uh, pickleball. Yeah. So do you see yourself playing pickleball into your 80s? Absolutely. <laughs> That's my secret plan for world domination. <laughs> but uh, others have got that plan too, I notice, in these tournaments. Yeah. You're starting to see the same codgers. Yeah, th- that's the thing. I'm sure you've gotten to get to see the same people all the time. Uh, not exactly. Okay. Um, in In our part of the country, I do... But when we travel around, it's nice to get some fresh faces. Yeah. Well, I think as the sport picks up uh, popularity, I'm sure the numbers are going to increase, which only means that there's going to be more competition. That's okay. Bring them on. <laughs> that is great. Um, and then, you know, I think I I, I gave you a quote. Uh, my miles are four. Um, if, we were, if you were to think about all the things you do, why you do it, what would you say in one or two words? Why I do it? Yeah. Um, I do it because it feels great. Uh, It's helping me live longer. Um, And, you know, I don't, I feel like Yogi Berra who said he, I have a lot of difficulty with predictions, especially about the future. Yeah. And, but what I do know is that I feel great right now. Yeah. And the reason that I'm feeling great right now is because of all the stuff I've done in the past it got me to this point. Yeah. All the conditioning and all the movement I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you said you're mostly playing doubles with your wife. Are you playing doubles with other people as well? 
Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I had my tournament run with another woman. <laughs> Playing mixed doubles, and I play men's doubles too. Okay. I have some men's doubles partners. Okay. So yep. Any um when you're playing doubles as opposed, you know, as far as somebody else on the court with you, do you have issues with um kind of both going for a ball or getting hit or anything like that? You're not supposed to. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, when you that's why if you stroke the ball up the middle a lot of times, uh that causes confusion on your opponent's part. Yeah. So you need to be a good communicator with your partner and get some things figured out in advance. Who's going to cover what? Oh, okay. And you can signal your partner. You know, it's like tennis. There are signals sometimes. Okay. Where you're switching sides of the court suddenly. Okay. Yeah, because um, you don't have to stay on one, on one side, right? Or do you? you? You need to start from a certain position, you know. Okay. But after that, you can be anywhere. Oh, okay. So will you kind of split? I know you can't go. There's a little uh, zone that you can't go to, correct? Correct. There's a zone in front that you can't volley a ball from. Okay. You can go into that zone to get a little dink oh, okay. that bounces in there. That's called the kitchen or the non-volley zone. Okay. Um, so, But other than that, everything else is in the back part of the, the court. Well, it starts in the back part, yeah. but every point uh, is is all about getting up to the kitchen line. Okay. All four players end up at the kitchen line in every point pretty much. Okay. That's where you want to be. If you stay back, you lose. Okay. Trust me on this. (laughs) I'm trying to get all this information. So when I do start playing, I'm going to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You got to let the air out of the ball, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about just going out there and hitting it as hard as you can. You're going to be tempted to cream it. But like one of our coaches said, when she was standing in the middle of the court, she said, when you're standing here, the harder you hit the ball, the faster you're going to lose the point. Yeah. Wow. Because it's going to come back to you faster too, right? Or your opponents are going to let it fly right into the chain link fence. Oh. (laughs) You hit it too hard. Yeah. That is great. Yeah, that's, I guess, one one last question I do have as far as um, advice to say that someone, maybe they don't have Parkinson's, but they're in their 70s and they're saying, I can't do that. Um, what what advice do you have to them? I'd say you don't have to do what you see one of these super athletes doing. And I certainly do not consider myself a super athlete. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is get up and walk around the block yeah. once. And if you can get around the block once, then get around the block twice and take it from there. Start small and work your way up. I guarantee you'll feel better and you'll probably sleep better. Um, Good things will happen. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm sure you took the, uh, when Becca Georgia did the SAFE, did you take the SAFE exam, the Senior Athlete Fitness exam? Yeah, every time I turn around, I see Becca with a clipboard. And, and a squadron of graduate school students with their eyes on me. So, yes, I have taken it. Yeah. How have you done on it? I've done great. Yeah. I've knocked out the balance portion, and I'm supposed to be have bad balance. And I got great balance because I'm practicing balance. Yeah. Do you practice a lot of eyes closed activities? I wouldn't say a lot, but, but I, I practice balance. Okay. Yeah. 
So you're doing the standing, or at least doing static standing with eyes closed sometimes? I'm doing standing. I'm doing, I'm doing walking where I lift one knee up and then take a giant step forward, you know, lift my foot yep. up. And then I do the same one for hips where you're face forward, but you reach your foot behind you and loop it up to your side. Okay. And then take a step forward. Okay. I'm doing that. And, you know, my wife and I have little contests where we just stand on one foot. It's weird. <laughs> I, not to say we're competitive or anything, but, you know. Hey, I love it, though. That's good. You know, it's kind of incorporated throughout the day is the best way to get it in because you don't think about it. You just do it. Yeah, we're in the kitchen when we're doing this. <laughs> well, that's great. Hey, Andy, um, I appreciate you uh, just taking some time with me today. Sure, my pleasure, Pete. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and were able to gain some insight onto how one weathering athlete approaches each day of training and racing to stay as injury-free as possible. I believe his biggest strengths are his attitude and willingness to put in the work. His use of pickleball is a great example of doing the exact opposite of what Parkinson's is trying to take away from you. There is excellent research that details how by continuing to challenge the musculoskeletal and nervous system, one can decrease the progression of the disease. In layman's terms, keep moving. His program consists of strength training, agility exercise, running, and use of rowing ergometer, which continues to provide the training necessary for his ability to play pickleball, including when he plays day-long tournaments. As a physical therapist, I love the skills that are required to play pickleball, including the need for quick reflexes and agility. I think this is a benefit for anyone as they are aging. Thank you for taking time in your busy schedule. If you find today's or any other episode inspiring, I ask you to consider to join our patron program. Details can be found at www.weatheredathlete.com. Also, please don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast. Share with your friends. Give me a rating on iTunes. Leave me a comment or drop me a line if you feel what you have what it takes to enter the Weathered Athlete Podcast. Lastly, no matter how you complete your miles, I encourage you to use the following hashtag, my miles are for, as a way to reinforce the purpose of those miles. As always, my miles are for the journey. Pete Perusik. <laughs>